Hello and thank you for joining us today at Distracted by Life. Our podcast is all about making change within yourself and your relationships. We share conversations, stories, and explore ideas coming from our lifelong journey of the high points and especially the low points where we learn to face our fears or cope with pain, loss, and failure. We do this in a discovery quest to establish patterns around our past and understanding whether we are tripping up from our past or being held hostage by it. We work on identifying ways to move forward, aligning our core values, and unlocking the keys to self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and letting go of what is not serving you positively in life. A better you is always there, ready to explore in a new world. So let's begin. Welcome to Distracted by Life. My name is Dan and today's topic is about the inner critic inside each of us. Is your inner critic your best cheerleader or is it one that often casts doubt on what you want to accomplish? Your inner critic can apply a strange kind of logic. It can even act as a protective layer of sorts. For example, if you think the worst of yourself first, you can't be hurt if someone else criticizes you then. Taking a deep dive, explaining your inner critic today is Amal. Hello and welcome, Amal. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm good, thank you. How, how are you? I'm great. That's awesome. So inner critic today, right? Yes, That's absolutely. what we're talking about. It's one of my favorite topics because I... I do this a lot to myself. Um, so, you may think that there are benefits to having inner critics. Sometimes you need a little nudge, a verbal nudge, to move you forward into action or strengthen your decision. But the reality is, um, it's better coming from an encouraging voice rather than a harsh, critical voice. So when we are talking to ourselves, which I do that a lot, and I use my silent voice and I have kind of a lot of discussions and comment about situation or things. And um, you got to catch yourself because by paying attention to your self-talk, you can change the message and how you say it. Um, your inner critic is yours, really, and no one can control it. You have the control over it. Don't use it as a critic, but more as, as if a motivator. Be your own best friend and be kind and encouraging to yourself. Then, And that way, if you do so, you'll be able to express the same positivity to others. Well, that's interesting. So does it matter, though, if your inner critic is being unkind or hurtful? Yes, it does. When, you, when what you say to yourself makes you feel bad, and awful. Your inner voice is not actually serving you any per, uh, any good purpose here. So let me use an example um, to make it more clear. So let's say you send an email to the wrong person and you tell yourself, I'm such an idiot. Here, rather than you say it was a mistake, not to double check the email before sending, the first statement you made is you completely label yourself as an idiot while the second statement was more accurate of this the situation itself it was just a mistake it doesn't define you as an idiotic person the difference between the two statements may appear syllable but the message you are giving yourself is quite different 
which is just pretty much negative and you are being really hard on yourself. Okay, so if you're hard on yourself, that goes back to I should'ves, would'ves, could'ves. So how often do you use these words then in, in a sense? I, I should or I have to or I've got to? Any of those? We, uh, we use them quite a lot actually, um, more often than you think. Okay then, should we choose our words wisely then when we're talking to ourselves? Because I'm guessing that that's probably really important. Yes, by starting a sentence with I have to, for example, you're, you're saying to yourself that you have no choice. You're actually obligated to follow what you need to do, whatever follows. That means you have little choice in the matter. And that is not true. But if using the words I should, I have to gives the, gives the task a negative tone, you already have a busy day. Using those negative words will just add up to your stress. So choosing your words wisely makes all the difference from turning a task from obligation to a choice. And focusing on the language may seem semantic, but syllable differences have an impact on your state of mind, how you see yourself and what you do, being aware of the way you speak to yourself, choosing the words that are more accurately matched to the action can help you begin to create more a positive mindset to yourself. So I should have and I could have, they don't really help because all they do is that they do take that negative tone. The phrasing is a negative tone. So it, may, it takes away from you having the choice and the option and it's more of an obligation and a burden. It's forceful. All right. So that said, because words are words, how do I manage this thing then? How, how do I manage this inner critic? So there are a few things you could do to manage your inner critics. One, being mindful of how you speak to yourself and what you say. If it's positive message, give it all your attention and believe it. If it's critical, I encourage you to challenge yourself for evidence of the criticism. Is it true? That's what you should be asking yourself. Is it true? If it's exaggerating, check yourself to see if you're talking in absolutes or specific. And then my favorite one, apply the no name calling rule. No name calling of any sorts. Be mindful of how often you say I have to, I need to, and I should have. Replace them with more neutral neutral words such as I look forward to, I'm going to, or I will. Really, those are a lot more, they, they carry a more positive tone than the negative ones that the kind of standoffish. They would put I believe not, they would not just put you in a, a negative mindset, but they would put anybody in a negative mindset. When you're in the workplace and someone asks you to do something, do you right away jump and say, I can't do it? Or do you actually say, absolutely, and show that, you know, that you're open for exploring and trying new things and for other possibility? The main point is that our inner critic doesn't always help us. And w- in order to know when it's actually working against us, we have to be very aware of what we're saying to ourselves, And we do that all the time and a lot. And quite often that a lot of us, it become like a second nature. We don't pay attention to it. As we come to the end of this episode, I encourage you to get in the habit of listening to your inner voice. The more you can tune in to what it's saying, the quicker you will notice when it turns negative thoughts like, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. 
I am bad at. I will never be able to. If it helps, record your negative self-talk in a journal. It does help some people, actually, including details of where and when it happens. When you see it written down, you actually get to see how harsh and, and actually critical you are of yourself. And so that would give you the opportunity the next time to speak more positively to yourself. And also ask things like this. What would I say to a friend in a similar situation? Would you be that critical and harsh on, your, on a friend? No, of course not. Not even close. But when you, when you say name calling, just because I want to go back to this, you mean name calling yourself. Like yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm yes. a moron. I'm, I'm such a dork. Yeah. That stuff. Okay, because that's reinforcing negativity then. And it's a self-fulfilling prophecy at the end because the more you say it to yourself, now you have, you know what I consider it? I consider it verbal abuse. Your inner critic is your own verbal abuse. We have no issues talking about verbal abuse that other people do to us. Yep, exactly. But what about the fact that we do it to ourselves? Your inner critic. I'm guilty of that. We are all guilty of that. A lot of the time we, we voice it, sometimes unconsciously and sometimes really intentionally. And we don't even notice. Sometimes we don't notice the people around us. We are actually working away, for example, at our computer. Something c- happened and then you say, what an idiot. I can't believe I did this. And that sometimes unconsciously you don't realize you're not alone in the room. Other people are actually hearing you telling your own self you're an idiot. Could you imagine if that's how you feel about yourself? You think other people will respect that? Well, admire that? Yeah, that's true. So, in truth is, you have to ask yourself: Is there is anything that I that will help me do this better or in a different way? And swap those negative words in more more. To more motivational phrases. And that's all I have for today. Once again, thank you for joining me on this episode. I hope you enjoyed tuning in. Until next time, be kind to yourself and others. Back to you, Dan. Thanks, Amal. And thank you very much for joining us here at Distracted by Life. As uh, Amal pointed out, getting in touch with your inner voice will give you greater control over your negative talk. In turn, you'll learn to speak more positively to yourself. And with that said... Stay tuned for our next episode. From all of myself, thanks again and talk to you soon.